Welcome to our podcast, We Got the Nod. A new and bold internet radio show designed for those who are on a conscious path of awakening. We are here to uplift and inspire you, to share practical tools and techniques to assist you stepping into your highest expression as spirit having a human experience. We will get raw and real, sharing kundalini yoga, music, poetry, and mantra, and so much more. Let us open our hearts and minds to our true potential, making the impossible possible, the surreal real. Let's begin. Welcome to this episode of We Got the Nod with your host, Hariram Singh. And Satkirtin Kar. Welcome, everyone. We've got a really great show today. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Aren't you? Oh, yeah. This is awesome. Super great story of how one of our clients, dear brother, met his soulmate. After signing up for our premium program, which is called Soul to Soulmate. It's an online program designed to help people attract their ideal soulmate. And he did it. Yes, and this is such an amazing example of how when one commits to a specific want or need in their life, mm-hmm. they're meeting the universe halfway. And he describes this so beautifully in uh, his story. And we just really look forward to sharing this with you all. I had so much fun speaking with Dick Kirtan Singh. So let, let's get going. Let's let's start. Let's get to There's it. A whole lot of love. Whole lot of love coming down. Nod, or even before that, how what brought you to the school of Nod and you know having that breakthrough call with Seth Kirtan and myself? Yeah. Um the first time I saw it, I was really interested, but I didn't really do anything and then the second time I saw it and I scheduled an interview and then I think the interview got rescheduled and then so I had to reschedule and then I just found myself doing it more so than me wanting to do it it was just kind of something that seemed like it was happening to me and (laughs) I was trying not to judge myself for doing it but just like letting it happen so so there was some, there was, if I may ask, if there was, you felt some resistance, it sounds like, yes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, resistance within myself and just didn't know how I was going to make it work money-wise and just felt like this was just something that I needed to do. But yeah, there was definitely resistance. So it was a big part of like just not judging myself. I would love to hear if you have anything more to say about the the monetary part of this, because this is a a common block or issue with with people who are, we feel are perfectly aligned, you know, for, for the work that we're offering through the school of Nod. Do you have anything more to say about that? Yeah. I mean, the first thing is, is that y'all worked out a payment plan that I was able to work through and I got through, um, 
to payments of it before we even started or as we started. And um, I knew that I signed up for it, but I had kind of waited a couple months before I was ready to really give it my all. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, just in terms of that, yeah, that was kind of the big thing was payment plan. And um, again, not judging myself and allowing myself. And one of the things that, you know, that I'll probably say over and over was a big part of signing up for this course was just acknowledging that I was looking for a partner Mm. instead of like having um, doubts or judging myself for, for that, you know, allowing myself to Mm. want a partner, I think was the big thing in this. And if I may ask what, what, what was what were the specific things about about our program that appealed to you regarding finding a partner? Um, I think the biggest thing was just like my heart and just like listening to that. Another thing is the Kundalini yoga aspect of it. Um, I'm a Kundalini yogi myself, so um, finding re- yeah, finding resonance on on that. Um, on that realm and that dimension. And um, yeah, a lot of it is, is hard to explain, which I know is really um, mm-hmm. not the best information, but it is about just following, yeah. you know, whatever was leading me to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned Kundalini Yoga. We called our, School, the school of Nod for a reason. Nod being about vibration, sound currents. Um, and in our byline, we say for those who do not want to go that route of, you know, uh, online dating, this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did that resonate That's with you? <laughs> yeah, sure thing. I mean, I certainly don't want to go through online dating and um yeah i think one of the things that you told me in my interviews like if you have a desire to have a soulmate then it probably means that there's somebody waiting for you Mm. you know and that was a golden nugget that i took with myself and to just allow myself like okay because it's something that i've wanted since i was a kid um, before all my friends were even thinking about it, you know. Beautiful. So to, you know, since I was twelve, wow. really desiring to have a partner um, at such a young age. Mm. But yeah, I've been calling it in for a long time. Beautiful. Yeah. And then the magic happened, right? After you yeah. committed to our program. Yeah. Yeah. After, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was funny because I committed to the program and um, I think the universe likes exchange. I think the universe likes to be met halfway. And so I think a big part of it was just me acknowledging that, yes, this is something I wanted to do. When I signed up for the course, was ready to do it. I ended up taking uh, more responsibilities on at my job and it was really hard to follow through with the program, mm-hmm. but it was also really about 
me um, telling the universe that this is something, it was like a space opening within myself. Like, yes, this is something that I do want mm-hmm. um, instead of it being something that I've always wanted, but didn't admit to wanting it. So it was like, this is like an exchange. And um, mm-hmm. I met the, I met, it felt like I met the universe halfway, you know, it's kind of like a way that it feels like. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember, I don't know if, if you were doing any journaling or any meditation at that time that kind of between committing to our program and, and meeting your, your soulmate, um, do you have any memories of specific thoughts that came up or vision? Yeah, I mean, really just, I didn't know what, what I've kind of come from a varied path. So I didn't know if my partner was going to be a Kundalini yogi or if she was going to be, you know, what, I didn't really know what I was looking for, but I did kind of nail down what I was wanting. And it was just a partner to serve together and um she's not a kundalini yogi but um we certainly have mutual grounds in which we're able to serve together on Mm. and she supports my practice and i think that that was the biggest thing was just finding support in my purpose and my call and um just kind of fine-tuning what i was wanting in a relationship was kind of um Mm-hmm. a big part of the process before receiving um her her presence um so well, yeah I would, um, I would like to follow up on that because this is a, a very important um theme in, in our program that we've created the soul to soulmate program myself and Seth Kirtan mm-hmm. this idea of, of sharing a common mission with your soulmate so um, yeah absolutely well um well i think it it was funny because one uh i desired to go into the political realm in my future and i'm a advocate for restorative justice and nonviolent communication mm. and she has also her list of what she was looking for in a partner. And one of those things was that must be involved politically. And um, so that was just really funny because um, it was a very specific request to have out of a partner and was able to meet her on that. And so we're both very passionate about social justice and um, both very passionate about being politically involved and although I'm at the very beginning of that I feel like her and I are learning from each other and Mm. are gonna serve each other um, on that path for sure and we also serve each other through our practice and through our Mm. you know each way that we individually connect to source and she supports my sadhana you know Mm. so yeah well again this is really essential to our vision and what we're trying to support people when we we say finding the ideal soulmate is 
someone with whom you share common spiritual orientation. I, for me, that that's essential. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's why it was interesting because I didn't know if it was going to be along the Kundalini path or if it was going to be, you know, it was like when I was heavily following Christianity, it was like I had to find a Christian, you know, but now that I'm kind of outside of that realm, Mm-hmm. It was like, well, what am I looking for? How do I, you know, and how am I, how are we, get, what are, how am I looking to connect? And um, I think a lot of that is just through our presence. We're able to connect through our presence and feeling each other when we're just like with each other and the connection that we have in that modality. But also, um being able to have the same respect and reverence for for spirit mm-hmm. um, is kind of something that we both share. And although she's not waking up and doing the Adi Mantra or tuning in, that's okay. Um, we both still bow to, you know, the divine. Mm-hmm. And um, we're able to use similar terminology when it comes to these things. And, um, yeah, she's very tapped into so many levels. Mm. We bring opposite views on just different experiences. You know, she's very much tapped in and can see things that I can't see, Mm. um, actually, like spirits and things, um, totally sober, you know, where I'm more, like, connecting in more of my feelings and um it's good yeah differences yeah yeah it is nice and i'm learning a lot from her and vice versa hopefully so well yeah i well i, I would love you to tell us about her we, maybe tell us her name but first i just wanted to say i was blown away when you when you first uh told me about this new love and and shared some Photos, and I want to ask you: It's okay if, if if I can share one or two of those images? Yeah, yeah, They're so beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that it's good. Probably want to make sure with her before yeah. sure. if she should say yes. Um, yeah, tell and us well, tell us about tell us her name, please, and. and I, I want to hear the detail, like how it all happened, your meeting, your first meeting, please. Yeah. Um, her name is Nume, and um, it's just spelled like new and then May, or it said like that, Nume, but it's spelled N-U-M-E-I. And um, she had been around, the, I work at a restaurant, a raw vegan restaurant and it's kind of like a hub for a lot of the people in the community and she was friends with one of the co-workers there and I kind of seen her around and um when I first met her though I thought that she was kind of too like woo, like kind of too really out there um <laughs> and she thought that I was too like stern and like not fun you know and so we both had these like opposite um (laughs) views of each other um that ended up um we ended up breaking the ice and we found like this beautiful middle ground and 
mm-hmm. you know, with somebody of her energetic disposition and how excited and how lively she is, it's hard to know if that comes grounded in a practice rooted. It, it was like, I didn't know, you know, and, um, and for her, she thought that I was maybe too boxed in, too mm-hmm. not free enough, you know. And so we um, we met outside, kind of uh, mm-hmm. behind the restaurant. She was like having fun with her, my friend, and that's kind of the first time we really saw each other. Mm-hmm. And then she would kind of keep coming around to the restaurant, and we would just keep talking. And then there was one conversation in particular where. Um, she she was open to kind of the space that I more space that I had within myself mm-hmm. and just through the time I've seen how grounded she was and um and then one day we just kind of went outside and like had like a fun little like wrestling match and then that was kind of like it was fun and it was innocent and it was like really just like pure and then um, from there on, we she, she says that's when she kind of knew. And then I, um, Can we I were going to interrupt yeah. for a moment. Because yeah. it feels like my sense is that you you already knew before that. Maybe the first time you met out back. Well, I had, um, I had attraction to her. But like I said, I didn't know if she, I didn't know her well enough to know because of, I had like this, it felt like a soul attraction, but it was like, I don't know if this is like, I didn't know where she was at, you know, in her practice or in her discipline or, you know, if it was just like always, I just didn't know her, you know. But no, this is a good point because I would like to ask um, this theme of attraction, yeah, again, with the, the, the soulmate, the ideal soulmate, because attraction can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe when we were young, at a certain age, our attraction is more physical, yeah? Mm-hmm. But with her, did you feel it was something deeper than that, something else? Oh, yeah, I definitely felt like that. And it just needed to be tested a little bit before I was able to know, you know, whether this was something that, but I try not to judge my attraction. If I feel an attraction towards somebody, I try not to judge what it is because it can be really easy to place um, a judgment like, oh, this is a physical attraction or this is this is like a relationship attraction. Like judging what that attraction is when in reality it could just be friendship. It could be more. It could be less. You know, just like acknowledging that there's these magnet, there's a, 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 a you know magnetic attraction, but I don't know what level that's on sometimes, and so it's I don't judge it. Okay, and so so when you had sorry when you had this this uh, play fight, did you feel yeah. like that, that there was something more like yeah, more, there was something there, there, but yeah, there was something there, and I didn't know. I was just wanting to. Uh, pursue it more and see if there is going to be what came out of it and then um it's hard to tell isn't it sometimes if if it's romantic or more filial yeah it's hard to know and 
I'm certainly picky, I think, when it comes to choosing a partner. And my heart is picky, too. My heart is like, you know, I'm not going to waste my time, you know, um, to the best of my ability. So, and then one one day it was supposed to be me, her, and another, and our mutual friend. We were all supposed to hang out, but he couldn't come hang out. So her and I just ended up hanging out something like that and um perfect and then yeah and then we went to the coffee we went to a coffee shop and Mm -hmm. that's when I noticed how how I felt um in her presence Mm. and then it was like how was that how did you feel um I felt really calm Mm. I felt really peaceful because she's a very fun and like bright personality but when that was like when we got into a more when it was outside of my job and kind of more in a setting that neither of us had really been in there was like a different settling of of there was a calmness there and a presence it was like being I felt what it was like to really be in her presence and then that's when I kind of was like okay I like her. And, uh, <laughs> and we had a. Did you tell her, you tell her that moment? <laughs> I think so. I think she. We were kind of drawing together, and we co-created this beautiful drawing. And oh, beautiful! And just and we. Sh- I brought some pomegranate, so we shared a pomegranate, which is a really <laughs> sexy fruit, you know. Um, and. So we shared that, and it was really beautiful. But she, um, she's a caretaker for two kids, so she, um, you know, she only had like three more weeks left in in the city that in Boulder. Mm-hmm. So um, we kind of were like, "All right, are we gonna try this out or not?" <laughs> and um, so we kept hanging out, and after like the third day of continually hanging out, it was like, okay, are we just going to go for this or, or not? And we used uh, nonviolent communication and the principles of nonviolent communication are first you observe mm-hmm. and then you state what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you state, a, you make a, you state your needs and then you make a request and so this is a beautiful way to like kind of break up all of these things and what it what are we really communicating and um after one night i asked one of the cool things about our relationship is that i was able to do Mm check-ins a lot there was space to just be like checking in like how are you feeling so that we're not so that we could stay on the same ground and one of us wasn't like falling while the other one was like no you know it was just like really good communication it sounds it sounds to me like like that you were both uh contributing kind of equally with this whole absolutely yeah it felt very equal we both felt reciprocated Mm. it wasn't like one person was playing hard to get. It was very much. Mm. But, um, you know, after 
a few days of continually hanging out, um, I had kind of decided that like my heart had decided <laughs> that this is like somebody I was willing to invest in. And so um, one night after hanging out, we I just did a check-in and I asked her to express the nonviolent communication, you know, to observe and to mm-hmm. state her feelings and to make state her needs and to make a request. And um, her request was that she didn't want to have a long distance relationship. Mm. Um, And so she was like ready to say no to it. And um, when it was my turn, you know, I had stated what I was observing, which was, you know, I'm really enjoying our time together and stating my feelings and feeling like there's a love here and admitting like there's a love here that I'm, that I'm willing to invest in mm-hmm. and my needs are to feel supported. I want to feel supported in a relationship. And then my request was that she be open to a relationship, even though she had just requested to not be in one. My request was mm-hmm. that she be open to it. And, um, and also this idea of, um, courting was a big motif throughout the beginning part of the relationship and courting uh, the divine feminine, you know, mm-hmm. and understanding that um, she's worthy to be courted, you know, so like telling her that I, I want this and, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's been two or three years since my heart has chosen anybody, so... It was just like my heart chose you. So. Yeah, well, it takes courage. Yeah, it takes courage to really to express your heart's desire. And yeah, be vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, the the long distance theme too, I think, is is worth uh, addressing here because with this with our online program, right? We're working long distance. That's how we met you, and yeah, you know, and we're helping people to connect like yourself, with people who may be in another city, another country even. Mm-hmm. It, we've, we've all, I've been there, and it's, it's tricky. In fact, when Sad Kirchner and I met, I was on the other side of the ocean, right? Mm. So you're, yeah. she's in Austin, Texas, yeah? Yeah, she is from there. The, the, the people that she's a caretaker for, the kids and the family, they, they also have a house in Austin, but... She was just taking some time off and went back to spend some time with her family and friends in Austin. And actually, because we decided to go, so actually, maybe like a day or two later after making the request, she had said, okay, you know, let's let's try it out. And there was a lot of trust there. And that's that's really what it, it takes a lot of trust to be like, okay, like, I'm willing to... Mm-hmm. trust you with my heart and my emotions and my feelings and then I'm not just gonna like abandon her or her abandon me you know mm-hmm. it's like we're both kind of walking out on a cliff here and um but have you been using it allowed the, oh, sorry I was gonna say yeah. have you been using the technology be like when when you did part 
ways? Have you been connecting every day, telephone with Skype or what have you? Yeah, we've been, yeah, absolutely. And the time leading up to her leaving was really beautiful because I think like if you meet in the same city and you're able to connect a lot, I, for me, I would seek, I would normally seek balance because I'm like, okay, I have my job and my passion and everything to attend to. I can't spend all my time with this girl, you know, but because she was leaving, it was like, all right, let's just spend, <laughs> let's just go full throttle. <laughs> and we just like dove head first into the relationship. Really? I mean, it was like, uh, and we, and we both trusted each other. So there was like the ability to just be, to just, we just both dived in. And, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, when she left, it was right around Thanksgiving time. And so I had flew to Dallas to meet my family and she had came up and met mine. And then I drove down and met hers. Oh. We did it really quickly. Just met the family. And that was a beautiful affirmation. Wow. So you both met each other's family. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? It was great. Yeah. It really good. It feels like I call her mom, my mom already. You know, it feels right. Just got immediately integrated. Wow. It was really smooth and really fast, but it also felt grounded. You know, I said, I always tell her, like, if we would have met in high school, this would have been dangerous. But because I'm grounded in my practice and because I, her and I are both coming from a self, self-care self and self-appreciate, you know, it's not needy. And that's a big part of our relationship is like, we don't feel like we're needy of each other. Yes. It just feels the support. She's actually calling me right now. WGTN Guatemala. Today's podcast is brought to you by the School of Nod, International School of Kundalini Yoga, Nod Yoga, Psychodrama, and more. Founded by the dynamic soulmate duo Hariram and Satkirtan, the School of Nod offers unique and transformative online programs. Satkirtan and Hariram have between them 30 years' experience leading classes, workshops, Kirtan and retreats. For more information, go to www.schoolofnod.com. And now back to the podcast. WGTN Guatemala. Yeah, okay, I'm back. Okay, great. Well, because again, this brings brings me back to one of the core principles of our Soul to Soulmate program and all the work we do, the School of Nod with couples and singles looking to couple, which is your own practice, building a strong practice, a strong sense of self, love for self. Mm -hmm. It's so so beautiful to hear you without me prompting that you're doing that. It sounds like you you both have that, that foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the big thing. You know, we both feel met in each other's and how we both connect. We both feel met in our practice, even though our practices look different. And we both feel um, 
that we ultimately have to put ourselves first, you know, in order to show up for each other. Mm. And we're very communicative about that. We're very, um, mm. communication has been one of the most beautiful parts of our relationship and doing check-ins mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. you know, we're about 60 days. It's so quick, but we're 60 days in. I mean, it just doesn't feel like that long, but it also feels like a long time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we're both um, just doing check-ins. Like, where are you at uh, with each other and also with yourself? And are you taking care of yourself, you know, and like supporting each other, supporting ourselves, you know? Um mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting because the day that we started dating, which was on eleven eleven, um, <laughs> I started my I started my thousand day practice. What, which is? I'm doing Sudarshan Kriya and Whoa. one minute breath. So it's because I looked up on eleven eleven what my what the thousandth day was, and eleven eleven this year was like a new moon or something. Or in 2019, it was like 11-11 was a new moon or something like that. And then I looked up, okay, thousand days from that day. And it was my birthday. No way. Two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. It was like, I was like, okay, this is a sign. I got to start. On the thousandth day was my birthday in two and a half years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so our three years, however long it was, 2022, so. So um, since November 11th, you've been doing your Sudarshan? Yeah, yeah, 11 minutes minimum of each. Ideally, it'll be 31 minutes of each, but um, my minimum is 11 minutes of each. And so it's also a beautiful, like the start of our relationship is also the start of the longest commitment of my practice that beautiful. I've ever committed to. So, well, and well, you know... Well, Go ahead. Yeah, we'll be hanging out, and um, um, you know, I'm like, "Hey, I gotta do my practice." You know, <laughs> you know, it's like if I don't do it in the morning, then I gotta stop my flow. And she's yeah. like, "Okay," mm. you know, and so it's really um, fun. Well, yeah, I would like like to say a little bit about that, if you, if you would, um, because Kundalini Yoga is such an integral part of our programs. School of Nod, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, how the practice has inspired you, and and regarding your relationship and with uh, Nume, and um, and and how if, if does she express any interest in that? You you didn't tell us what uh, what her practice is and how maybe your practices have maybe. Well, she doesn't have as steady as a, like, okay, like today she's going to do Sudarshan Kriya, you know, for 40 days. But um, she's she's definitely inspired by my practice. And and I think that we're just able to meet, like, this is the first relationship where when I need to go do my practice, I don't feel like I have to leave the room with her. I can just do my practice with her in the room, you know, and I don't feel like I gotta be alone, even though it's nice to definitely take my alone time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's just like I we can both meditate in the same room together even while doing two different things um so oftentimes she'll meditate while I'm doing my practice she'll do her own form of meditation um and her practice is definitely unique to her own and how she connects to spirit and spirits and so um she does a lot of her own type of meditations and whereas mine's like body technology and doing things with mm-hmm. you know it's very pranayama. yeah very pranayam she she does a lot of like light work um and light visualization she has a strong visual center mm. strong visualization so she can go into these visual spaces mm. that i am not able to go to really um yeah. just because um mm. What's great, it sounds like you guys are really open and and wanting to see how your practices complement one another, yeah? Yeah, and my my path is kundalini yoga, you know. I'm going to ride the coattail of Yogi Bhajan and really hopefully make a career out of this. Um, It's going to take time and effort, but um, for me, kundalini yoga is a technology that can be implemented as a technology, as an education, and can be a part of um, life empowerment and life betterment, you know, mm-hmm. and teaching people. Yeah, and teaching people. And so this is, um, to me, Kundalini Yoga is political in terms of empowering the people and um and empowering oneself and i think that that is something that as a government we should invest in empowering the people more rather than controlling or suppressing and um so for me kundalini yoga there's an aspect of it that is political engagement and politically involved and so um so yeah i've I want to bring her in on it. She wants to take some classes from me. I want to bring her some solstice though, because once you see summer solstice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. you can't unsee that, and that's yeah. really where the community is. And um, I think that the three H O and Kundalini community is evolving. Um, it's also a worldwide organization. Oh yeah, yeah. every Very continent. Much. We have Very a family much. everywhere, and so as it grows and as it continues, it will serve my political career as well as me serving. It will serve both. It's going to be a relationship. Um, um, so, you, how, how many times have you uh, had the opportunity to practice white tantra and with how many different partners? Yeah, I've done it five times and it's all been with different partners. I've never had a partner pre-chosen. It's always mm. just been showing up. Mm. And looking forward to I want her to come to Summer Solstice. I, I bet all. you. <laughs> so you must be looking forward to do, have the opportunity to do three days of White Tantra together. Yeah, that's the goal. That's really what I would like to do. I think that that would be really powerful. Also a little nervous because it can <laughs> shake up a lot. Yes. Um, so I want there to be integration of such an intense experience, and we want to be there 
far harder with that. Um, I've had really intense experiences at Tantra that, you know, I know. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had my first white Tantra experience and I could have done it earlier, but I, I postponed it because I was first introduced to Kundalini Yoga in 1993 and I didn't do white <clears throat> Tantra until 2005. Oh, wow. 12 years I waited. I postponed it. Yeah. I think that was the first time. I think it was at Winter Solstice. And wow. Wow. And, and of course, I found out why I postponed it. Because it was earth-shattering experience, right? <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, you might not. It might have been a little, you know, you probably did it right at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful because I, I wasn't with my partner, a, a lover at the time. So I did three days of white tantra winter solstice each day with a different partner just by chance. And of course, yeah. And every partner was perfect for that moment. And yeah, it's great. Yeah, it always plays out like that. Yeah, I've had five different white tantra partners and it's been an experience. Mm-hmm. The perfect one, of course, each time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess um, we can start to wrap up. Um, yeah. I would love to maybe in the future sometime, who knows, have the opportunity to speak with you both. Maybe perhaps even Seth Kirtan and I could interview the two of you together when you're, when you're in the same space. Or we could even bring her virtually into this. Um, yeah. But also, yeah, just putting planting seeds because... Uh, course here at, at uh, Lake Atitlan, Guatemala, um, we're, we're doing now monthly Tantra play shops for couples and for those who want to couple. Oh, fun. It's such a joy and we would love to have you guys, of course, come and be with us in person. You know, this is for me the next step, yeah. you know, with the Soul to Soulmate program is when we, as we assist couples like you and Numi coming together, then to bring us all together to to practice you know venus kriya yoga and other beautiful techniques that we're doing here what do you what do you think about that possibly coming down here or you know at some point that you know yeah i'm definitely interested right now um my financial one of my things for 2020 is to be really budgeted her and i are wanting to plan a trip to um south america and then um we want to go to puerto rico which is where she's from or her heritage is from she's puerto rican so um i'm really trying to save up money for that and that will be in november um but definitely open to planting the seeds right now my my financial availability is just able to incorporate that so but i'm open to the more abundance and uh, definitely well just just again planting seed guatemala is situated between south america and puerto rico just in case you didn't know that wonderful (laughs) so maybe we could maybe we could take a stop yeah (laughs) that would be awesome we'd love love to see you and just to hold you and brotherly hug Beautiful. Thank you. Much love. Mm.
Much love. I love y'all both. So good. <laughs> Blessed be. Blessing. So much, brother. Yeah, good to be in your presence, both of your presence, and love y'all mm. so much. Okay, until next time. Yeah, Blessing. Sana. Bless. Sana. Oh, la, la. Was that not an amazing interview, Seth Kirtan? Oh, so good. We thank Doug Kirtan so much for joining us here and sharing his story so openly, so vulnerably. It's beautiful to hear a man what sharing a, with from the heart. What a blessing. <laughs> what yeah? a blessing. Wow. And this is just the beginning. We have some more interviews already uh, in the works and a lot of great content coming up. Yes, yeah, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You'll be notified when future episodes become available. And we'll look forward to catching up with you very soon. Till next time. Satnam. Sat we thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe so as not to miss a single episode. We depend on you, our listeners, to build and expand our audience, to share the nod. So, if you like what you hear... Please do not hesitate to share with your friends, family, and community. Sat now.